Welcome into the Weekly 80 Podcast here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports and MarymontSports.com. I'm Jason Griefer. We're delighted once again to be joined by Marymont Athletic Director Tom Neural. Tom, how are you? How was your weekend? I'm well. Uh, it's another Monday. We've got a little bit of rain, softened things up a little bit, but the weekend's good. The Warriors are active, and we're ready to start tournament time today, so... Yeah, a lot of exciting things going on here. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of events heading towards the uh, the postseason. But first, uh, I want to touch on the uh, girls' tennis squad uh, going into this past weekend, the Coaches Classic, and we'll touch on that here in just a second. But uh, three straight sweeps going into the Coaches Classic. I mean, you talk about going in the right way. You got to be pretty happy with that. Yeah, Coach Spring has done an excellent job with this team, and you know, we come into the season, we have two seniors on the squad. He's really developed them well, so he's going to be uh, very strong next year. But as you said, three sweeps going into it. We went into the Coaches Classic this this past weekend. We were in Flight B. That's the first time we've been that high in a long time. And so uh, girls get to see some different competition that they haven't seen before. Uh, They finished seventh in the flight. They're very close to finishing fifth, maybe third. Uh, but some bigger schools that have multiple squads, and they, they held up pretty well. Uh, Logan Wilhelm and Claire Soller, they had a two-hour match against Loveland. Wow. Uh, just, that's just a long match for a tournament. Uh, yeah. and, and they held up well, but like I said, the girls finished seventh in the Coaches Classic, and we'll have uh, Senior Day on Wednesday with Melanie Weiss. Yeah, that's a, a two-hour match. That, that's pretty impressive just for the kids to make it through and, and, to, uh, and to stay competitive. I, I know I, I can't speak for you, but I know I, I'd be done after like 20 minutes. Yeah, I don't even think I would last that long, especially <laughs> with the heat that we had you know, yeah. over the weekend. Uh, but, nothing like uh, I was out raking the leaves. And I went, really? I got leaves falling out of my tree, and it's 93 degrees. What is up with this? Yeah, yeah, don't um, don't yeah, you love that? A really good match. Really good match for the girls. And they're uh, – they start staring down the gun. I think they have uh, sectional tournaments coming up as well. So it'll be fun to see what they can do. Uh, sectional tournament at uh, Mason. Absolutely. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely keep tabs on that and uh, see how they do heading into the uh, to the postseason. There, uh, volleyball a good week last week, winning two out of three, but a, a big match tonight going against Reading, trying to get to the top half of the uh, of the CHL, and then it's a couple of days from now, it's uh, out for revenge against uh, Wyoming. Who, uh, swept in three sets earlier in the season. Do you feel like the volleyball's headed in the right direction now as we wind down the regular season? The volleyball is headed in the right uh, direction. You know, we have a new coaching staff this year, and the coaches have done a great job with the team this year, and the team continues to improve. A little bit of uh, consistency is what we lack at times, especially, uh, and maybe with consistency, um, some confidence. And uh, hopefully they can get some of that going into the tournament here got a couple weeks left before we start the tournament and two weeks before we start to draw so as you said um you know we've got three matches this week this will be a chance to get our legs back under us with uh, reading on monday and wyoming comes in here on tuesday and that's going to be a tall challenge but then we go to our rival uh, indian hill on thursday so i'm uh, looking for a good week out of the girls that they can gain some confidence get going and uh and just have a good end of the season for them well, speaking of uh, headed in the right direction as well, girls' soccer, impressive as well. Two wins over a CHCA and Finneytown by a combined 13-1. to Maddie Murphy, Kendall Dewey just continue to lead the way for you, putting the ball in the net. A couple of goals for Maddie against Finneytown, a couple of goals for Kendall against CHCA. In a good spot looking for that first league title since 07. Yeah, they, they, are, they are, and uh, they continue to battle. And like we mentioned last week, the beginning of their schedule was just so difficult with – 
uh, state-ranked teams. So we've gone away from that a little bit and getting into the heart of our schedule and looking for them to continue to build on that. Uh, they enter this week uh, 12th in the state in the coaches' poll. You know, three, three, and two you know, to the casual observer, they'd say, "Well, wow, you know, it's, guys, right around 500." But that's a very tough 500. And like you said, it was a good week with a lot of goals scored. We've figured out how to put it in the net. Uh, we have Ross at home on on Monday. We have Reading at home on Wednesday, and then our Batavia game, which is a home game on Saturday, will actually be played at Indian Hills uh, Shawnee Field at 11 and 1, and that site changes because of some construction we have going on our site here. So, uh, yeah, that's big week, three games. Hopefully we can uh, run off three in a row. Uh, absolutely, and keep, keep the momentum going and uh, get get that ranking up even higher. We want to see that uh, up near number one, or right at number yeah. one, I should say. Uh, boys soccer, same kind of deal as, as the girls. Uh, three wins last week, uh, combined 16 to 3. Uh, margin of victory in the three matches. Still only one loss in the league, and a, still right there looking to deny Wyoming that three-peat, and uh, Luke Brothers continues to have a phenomenal season, leading the way with uh, 19 points. Yeah, Luke and Kyle Kroll, and, and actually that whole senior class working together really well. Um, they just do such a good job. They knew they were building for this season, and uh, they they start the season strong, and they continue to play strong. But like you're right, uh, three three in a row last week. They climbed to number four in the coaches' poll. Uh, big wins over Finneytown and and Oakwood last week. Uh, kind of an easy week for them this this week. Our JVs are at Loveland tonight, and then both squads go to Reading uh, on Tuesday night, and then that's pretty much it for them for the rest of the week. They'll be off this weekend, and then next week they'll be back in uh, league play with Deer Park on Tuesday. But just all kinds of good things, Coach Vonnie. Uh, has them working hard, has them playing really well right now, really good as a team. So just looking for them to continue on with what they're doing. You think that little break in the schedule, you know, just talking about the match on Tuesday and then nothing in, until the following week, you think that's a, a good time for these kids to get a little bit of a breather and, and uh, have a little bit of extra uh, training time? Yeah, I, I think it is. Uh, with, with a lot of teams, we try to build a, a weekend off. The, the coaches really like the consistency of the schedule. So uh, the boys coaches like playing Tuesday, Saturday, the girls coaches like Wednesday, Saturday, uh, like tonight, the girls have a, a Monday game because we got rained out early on. The volleyball likes that Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday routine. And they get in a routine, they get in a, a training routine where they can have a, a weekday off during the week and get back and prepare for the next opponent, get ready, rest their legs a little bit. But then when you throw an off Saturday in there, I think it kind of helps the kids as well. They can just do some things they normally don't get to do on a weekend during the school year. So it's always good to uh, to give them those days off. And uh, at Marymont, we observe, at least athletically, the Rosh Hashanah and the Yom Kippur holidays, and so we don't play games on those days. We have practices, but it, you know, it requires some juggling of the schedule, but it's also good to have that break in the schedule sometimes. So I, I think it does help now. I think they'd rather have that day off now than when you start the tournament, you get on a roll, and all of a sudden you have a bye and you don't play that last Saturday of the season. I think it really helps the team this time of year just to take a break, take a deep breath, and get back after things. Oh, yeah, you've been a coach before in your career, so obviously you're getting into that postseason. You know all about you know if you're on a roll, you want to keep going. You don't necessarily want that kind of break. So, yeah, a good time. To, uh, to get one now before you really – the postseason pressure and all that really, really, uh, really, really ramps up. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, cross country, uh, 
Got some things going on this week. Got the Kings Invitational tomorrow, and then over the week, this coming weekend, a big one, the St. Xavier uh, Invitational, as their season starts to head head towards the the league championships. How important is it going into, we'll talk about specifically today, the St. Xavier Invitational. How important is it for the cross-country squads to put on a good showing there as you head towards the end of the regular season? I think the kids are starting to find their uh, you know, find their groove now. They've they've been into it for a while. They've uh, they've they've had terrible running weather. You know, for the most part, just being so hot on a run. Or we we had one or two meets where it was a little bit cooler, and they really excelled and set some personal records. You know, they had the weekend off um, this past weekend, and we'll run at Kings on Tuesday. So we just throw their schedule off a little bit. But St. X is a huge meet, and that's uh, a good meet. It's all kinds of different teams just like we saw out at Mason. So it, it's good for them. They're back into their regular routine. Um, you know, After St. X this week, they will um, they, they run the following weekend, and then, then it's the CHL on the 12th, and then it's the district, and then it's the regional. So they're in that part now where they're really training, starting to peak their schedules in about a week uh, for the kids to get their best times and run their best turn at the end of the season. As we talked about, you've been a coach in various sports throughout your career. It's this is an interesting time because you're trying to build towards the towards the postseason, and we're seeing that with multiple sports, obviously, right now, and teams heading that way. Uh, do you change from a coach's perspective? Do you change the way you approach things as you head towards the postseason? Do you start to tell the kids, okay, we've really got to turn it on, we really have to focus here? Uh, how would you go about that? Every every coach has their own approach and, and what what they believe works for them. Some coaches will you know ratchet up a little bit more and, and increase the intensity. You know, I was I was always one. As we get towards tournament time, we try to back off a little bit. You know, we don't need the long training sessions. We don't need the longer practices. We know what we're going to do. Um, it's a good time to get back. Maybe work on some fundamentals that have been getting away from you late in the season. But everyone has their, uh, you know, everyone has their own routine, and, and our coaches have a pretty good routine. It's worked for Coach Vonix, Coach Haney, uh, uh, just uh, Coach uh, Dragovich with all of her runners over the years. You know, they they all know their routine. It all works for them. So everyone's a little bit different, but their teams seem to respond to what they do. Speaking of responding to what uh, the coaches are trying to get them to do, your football team continues to impress. Uh, 4-0 now, a good 24-7 win over Taylor this past week to kick off, to get into the league there. Uh, Seth Green continues to be remarkable for you. You're, you're running back there, leading the CHL with nearly 500 yards and uh, six touchdowns your last couple of games. He has been spectacular. He has been, and uh, you know, Seth gives us a, a good amount of speed around the edge, and, and he's also playing both ways. A lot of our kids are playing both ways, but Seth has given us that, that good spark there. We have Luke Robinson that just pounds it up the middle as well. Pretty good one-two combination we have coming out of the backfield. We, we faced a little adversity early on at, at Taylor. We had a couple turnovers, and we battled through. Um, and, again, a, a warm night there. Um, but the defense played well, you know, shutting Taylor down. Taylor had a couple nice drives, and uh, they had first and goal, and the defense stopped them right before the half, and we took over. So that's a that's a good um, – that's a good league opener for our guys. It gets them to four and zero. We're second in the region right now, right behind Madeira. We have a large number of first level points, so we're going to have our work cut out with us against Wyoming. Uh, they're big, they're fast, they're strong, they're about everything. But yeah, I think Joe Namath commented on that. 
I think it was Super Bowl three. Yep. Uh, when the Jets were the underdogs and they went against the the veteran Colts. So if we don't um, if we don't make too many mistakes uh, on our side, you know, we'll put ourselves in a, in a position to win. So uh, I know the boys will be excited. It's going to be a big crowd here. It's our junior high night. All of our junior high teams will be here. Uh, it'll be a fun night here on the campus of Merrimont High School. And oh, by the way, they're they're the uh, reigning state champions, so that, that makes it even more ramps it up even more. How important will it be for Warriors fans to get out there and uh, be behind the team? Yeah, we we always want a big crowd here, uh, and on, on one Warrior way, and, and for them to come out. The weather's starting to break for us. It's going to be a great night. So just get the whole Warrior Nation out there. We've had great student support at home all year so we're looking forward to that again on an event like that it's you're still got to play the role of administrator how much are you able to actually be a fan during events like that i know you still got to kind of keep the athletic director hat on and make sure everything's running smoothly but how much do you how much time are you able to actually sit back and just be a fan and watch the football game and enjoy it you know, my Twitter account is a pretty good indication of how much of a fan I can be at different games. So yeah, you, people will notice uh, some games there's a lot of tweets going out. We're doing some play-by-play or series-by-series, and other times there's not. And so there's not a lot coming. That means I'm doing a lot of work. But uh, we have a lot of good help here. Um, a lot of people working the game from uh, security to selling tickets to the press box and everything else. So I can... I can get around our campus pretty easily and, and see part of the game, and, and usually by halftime we can see the second half down there. But as someone always wants to talk, always wants to talk about different teams and everything else, and it's great to see everybody out there. So you know, I don't get to watch as much uh, as I do on road games, but I do get to uh, interact with a lot of people at home games, and that's and that's one of the good things about the job as well. So there's maybe a chance – we might see you on the sidelines with a little face paint on. No, you never going to see the face paint on. <laughs> I, I, had, I had to ask. Maybe the, the students have you up there. I, I had to ask just to, just for clarification's sake. Well, uh, Tom, it, it's been a busy week for you this past week, and there's a lot more coming up uh, this coming week. Uh, we appreciate you joining us here today, and uh, best of luck this coming week. Well, I appreciate it. We're going to get one more shout-out in here for golf. Go uh, ahead. Laney Hurt. Yep. Is our girls golfer? She's in the sectional tournament today. Uh, it's the first time we've had a girl in the tournament for a while. So good luck to to Laney. And then tomorrow, our, our Red Hot Boys golf team takes to the sectional tournament. They're at the Mill Course tomorrow. Jack Neville um, and Andrew Getchy, Tom Buker, Will Glassmeyer—they've just been solid for us all year long with uh, Max Northrup. So they they've been waiting since the districts last year to get back to the tournament. So uh, hopefully the weather cooperates uh, tomorrow and we have a good day for golf. And uh, good luck to the boys in that tomorrow. Absolutely. And uh, before we head off of here today, uh, Tom, you talked about your Twitter feed before. Where can uh, folks find you on the Twitter and maybe get some play-by-play of what's going on with uh, Warrior Sports this week? AD is where you'll find me, M-M-O-N-T-A-D. That's where I usually hang out. We give updates for that, uh, you know, stuff that's going on throughout the week and usually some other good tidbits throughout. And, of course, they can always find us at at MarymontSports.com. There you go, MarymontSports.com. And uh, you've been listening to our Marymont Warriors Sports Update here and our weekly athletic director podcast here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.